AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off the Script. This is your AEW Collision Post Show for June seventeenth, two thousand and twenty-three. I am your host JD from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Saturday evenings, wherever you may be. And uh, Jesse looks like he's. Uh, He's either frozen or he is uh, unexcited about what's going on with AEW Collision. Jesse, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're frozen, bro. All right. You refresh it again, man. You you, you do what you got to do. I'll, I'll bring you back in. There you go. Come on. Jesse's frozen, man. Look at this guy. Look, he's, he's so unexcited about AEW Collision. That he is just absolutely speechless. There he is. There he is. There he is, man. What's going on, bro? Let me let me maximize your screen here. There you go. All right. There you go. He's back in business. Now I didn't think. Listen, bro. I, I wasn't sure what you were thinking, man. I thought you had a bad time tonight. Yeah, I had to ponder some things, man. I had I, to ponder some things, bro. I know. Listen, man. Look uh, at me. I got my new layout. Look at this. You got a new layout. Yes, AW Collision. This is gorgeous. I like it. You're uh, you're a green screen noob, bro. You can't wear yellow or red when you're uh, in front of the green screen. No, no, I see it. That's okay. I'm okay. all good, man. Oh, you're all good. All right. All right. I, I like, it's like it's like a 3D fire effect. It's kind of cool, bro. There you go. I thought uh, I thought you were upset about Larry getting put on the United Center, man, front and center. I thought you were upset about that. Oh, oh, <laughs> I bet that I bet that shirt's gonna sell out, man. Listen, man, it's already purchased. I already got uh, myself one, man. Good to go. Gotta represent wow. Larry, bro. That's what I'm wearing to London, bro. When you see me for the first time in London after a while, man, that's what I'm gonna be wearing. I might have to grab that, man. We're <laughs> gonna show up to the meet and greet wearing fucking Larry t-shirts, oh, man. Larry shirt. That's a, that's an awesome shirt. I might have to grab that. I don't know. Listen, man. All all kidding aside, let's get down to business. Um, I thought tonight was fucking phenomenal, man. I thought tonight was the was the the perfect debut for Tony Khan and AEW tonight with Collision. Uh, obviously, CM Punk returning was the major story tonight. Uh, we're going to go over exactly what he said in that promo that spanned about eight, eight minutes, nine minutes, and he, he did not miss a beat. And as far as Collision goes, man, like I said, a perfect debut. The colors, the vibrance, the lighting, the energy. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me here because of some of the uh, miscues that they had tonight. I thought the commentary team was very good. I actually enjoyed the commentary team better than the commentary team on Dynamite. I'll get to that in a little bit. Man, everything flowed. The wrestling, the energy, the theme music for the opening of Collision, man. I, I think they got it all right. Uh, you know, I, I hate, I hate that I have to go back to to compare, but, you know, it was just le legitimately the gold standard of professional wrestling here in the United States. Bro, this reminded me of a, of a fucking takeover. It really it really did. And if if this is going to be a weekly thing, I don't know if this was because of it being the debut show, because of everything just running high and the energy being high. 
But if this is going to be an every week thing, man, I think this is going to do very well for AEW on Saturday night. It's going to be a can't miss show if they keep this shit up. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm in the I'm in agreement with you, but I kind of feel like he kind of overkilled it because here's the thing: on this episode, they're supposed to put their absolute best foot forward, and that's what they did. That's what they, they did. Yes, home run. They nailed yes. it. Yes. Now. I don't expect this every Saturday. No, no. I mean, just, I mean, look, look, they wanted to make this a big deal, and they did. They killed it. You know, mission accomplished. If it was like this every Saturday, I mean, who knows? It'd be awesome. It'd be great. No one can keep up this kind of pace, though. I mean, I think we need to temper our expectations going forward. I, I, I understand that. Um, you know, everybody's emotions may be high here, and we got uh, a $100 Super Chat already in the... Uh, we got... Uh, where's my uh, where's my uh, my crowd here? I mean, let's, uh, let's get... Uh, here we go. Billy Sizane with a $100. $100 Super Chat. JD, what a show. Enjoying whiskey with my boy, Mike. Hopefully that shit's ice cold, Billy. Hopefully. Go. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for being here on your Saturday night. Uh, Jesse, you are not wrong, man. I, I know uh, a lot of people's uh, emotions are going to be running high uh, with Collision yeah. tonight. But um, I, I do feel like if they do put a show like this on, on a regular basis, I'm never expecting a show like this every week. But if they if they if they deliver this semi regularly and we get the stories and we get the pro wrestling and we get you know the show uh, basically getting that investment from the fans coming back for more on Saturday night, I honestly think that this is going to be a home run for AEW. No matter what the ratings look like, even in the heat of competition, and I want this crowd. and this crowd. Yes, you're not going to get this crowd again uh, in, in Toronto, and you're not going to get this shit yeah. in fucking New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, Chicago is right. just one of a kind. But I feel like if they do this semi-regularly, I think we're in for uh, quite the ride for AEW. And this is the shot of momentum that they needed, bro. And, and honestly, this, th- this, like you said, it was the debut show, but I honestly thought this was better than Dynamite. And oh, yeah, it, me too. It, 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 and honestly, I, we know Dynamite is their number one IP. It's their... It's their A show, but this came off tonight like the A show, and I wonder if they're going to really kind of lean towards that on Saturday night with CM Punk being the star of this show, and and I wonder how we get Dynamite now. This is the one question I was thinking about all night. How are we going to get Dynamite Weekly in comparison to what they are going to deliver on Saturday night with Collision? Well, again, I'm in agreement with you for the most part, but I think we just got to pump the brakes a little bit. Yes, I know. Dynamite is still the original AEW show. Dynamite still houses like half of the main event roster. So, I mean, again, you're supposed to put your absolute best foot forward tonight. I mean, everything you got, put it out there. And that's exactly what they did. And what happened was the show, this show is like the shiny new toy for us. It's fresh. It's different. It's new. New commentary team, new aesthetics, new look, new music, new wrestlers for us, basically. New ones that came back at least. This was everything we could have wanted in a show. Now, 10, 15 times into this, it's not going to feel this special anymore. It's going to feel like a regular show. You're going to get some preemptions. You're going to get some recorded shows. You're going to get just some regular middle-of-the-road shows. I don't think this is anywhere near coming close to what Dynamite is going to be doing going forward. I think this was just an example of their best foot forward. And again, they nailed it. They killed it. 
Yeah, Jesse, Jesse, the reason why Jesse says this, and, and I'm in agreement with him here, um, a lot of people feel like the trust that Tony Khan has asked for from the fan base has kind of withered away a little bit. And a lot of people were looking at Rampage as the real B-show. Everybody thought that yeah. was going to trans be transformed into the B-show uh, of AEW. It was going to be their SmackDown to their uh, their Raw, which is Dynamite. Uh, clearly, yeah. we saw the way Rampage went, and it is now basically a dark show. It is uh, basically uh, half dark, half Ring of Honor, and it's really used to just get those Ring of Honor talents who are ready for TV over on TV on TNT. That's all it is. Um, yeah. That first show, Jesse, was tremendous for Rampage. You know, uh, my, my, minus the first dance. Uh, obviously, that first show was tremendous. We got the Kenny Omega Christian Cage match. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was the energy was there. It was fucking crazy. And, and then the show slowly, over a period of time, withered away into nothing. It deteriorated into nothing. And yes, I think a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of people look at Tony Khan and the trust that he's asking from the fans, and, and they're looking at him like, "Really, guy? I mean, look what you did to Rampage. How, how, how do we know that you're not going to do that same thing?" with Collision here on Saturday night once the ratings are going to kind of be floating. Because I do expect, Jesse, I do expect the ratings to be in that 500 to 600 range on a Saturday night, especially with stiff competition. What's Tony Khan's energy going to be when he starts seeing those numbers coming? Is he going to make Collision into the next Rampage? Is he not going to care about it as much as he does Dynamite on Wednesday night? These are questions that I genuinely have as, as a fan. And I know, that's where, I, I know that's where you're coming from completely. Yes, exactly. These are the... Now... I would be worried if this show was terrible. Yes. Because it tells me this was the best they had to offer. Yes. So, I mean, thank Christ, it was not It was not mediocre. It was not pretty good. It was a damn good show. And that's what they, that's what they strive for. That's what they got. Killed it. Great. But just like everything else, like when WWE used to pop a big rating, you know, and you used to turn around and always say, well, you know, what you got to look at is the follow-up. And what happens in the next few weeks? And that's kind of what we have here. So he has some big shoes to follow up on. No one expects him to nail this again. But you do need to show some kind of progression, storyline progression, uh, more changes than what we're used to for Wednesdays. Just don't let it be, okay, now you're Rampage, you know, part two. You know, it's you can't do that. There's, there's some story brewing. I mean, obviously, for a first show, they want to... They, they didn't really continue anything from Rampage too heavy. It was some some light stories. We got the Wardlow and Christian Cage story continuing. We got the Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale story continuing from Wednesday. We got some brand new stories brewing with Andrade now going up against the House of Black, which I'm completely excited for. There we got we go. C CM Punk coming out there basically shooting on the Bucks, which I do believe we will be getting that match eventually. With yes. uh, with the elite, it's it's all but an inevitability at this point. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't have been stated on tonight's show the way uh, CM Punk addressed it. He he did come out with what looked to be uh, a title in a red sack, and he's claiming that he's the uh, he is the champion that never lost his championship. So there's a story there. Um, obviously, the Samoa Joe CM Punk thing. I, I feel like they'll continue that at some point. So there mm -hmm. was a beginning of several different stories on this show. So I'm not going to really go too heavy on, oh, where's the story? You know, everybody's asking right, where the story right, right. is. It, it needs to, uh, you know, affirm itself. And it needs it's to- First show. It, yeah, it's its first show. It needs to set the, the, the ground, the, the blueprint for what's happening in the weeks to come. So I'm not too concerned about that, but I do want it to be its own entity. I do. Yeah. I, I, I really, I really genuinely wish- 
Tony Khan said he never said that there was going to be a hard brand split. There was going to be a soft brand split. Titles were going to float back and forth between Dynamite and Collision. I swear to God, man, I really think that AEW would do so well with talents on this show specifically for this show only, like like Buddy Matthews and the House of Black and Andrade and Miro and Scorpio Sky. I want to see those guys weekly on this show because they're going to get swallowed up on Dynamite, and there's just so much going on Dynamite that I feel like a roster split, and we've discussed this, would be so fucking good for AEW. I really wish that he would kind of sit down and kind of map out where the roster should be and really go with a brand split type of deal for AEW. I agree. Um, but I think the reason that we're not going to get anything labeled as a hard brand split is for the same reason that we no longer have the standings in AEW because it's too hard to handicap, uh, handicap yourself like that creatively. When you have so many people that you might need to move some of the names here and there, especially the mid cards or lower guys, now the top end guys, sure, that'd be easy to keep them on. It's easy to keep Punk on Saturday nights away from Wednesday. Yeah. That's easy. But to call it a hard brand split, now you got to do that for every last single person on the roster, and then you're going to be held to that standard. Every time someone from Wednesday shows up on Saturday, why is this? Why is this? Why is this? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I, I never said I never said a hard brand split. Nope. Yeah. I'll split who I can when I need to, but everyone else I'll just float them. Yeah. That's exactly what he's gonna he, that's exactly what he's gonna do. Yep. Yeah, he never really said that there was gonna be a hard brand split brand split like we see on WWE television, even though it's not really hard. But um yeah, I think they would do well with that. As far as collision goes, Jesse, what was your favorite takeaway from the show being that you know we got the debut episode tonight? What was the biggest takeaway for you as far as uh maybe aesthetically, maybe uh, a commentary thing that you picked up on or, you know, just a different feel that you got from the show compared to Dynamite? Well, right away, it's the opening theme. And, yes, um, let's, let's talk I, about I, that. And, and I, I actually and love I, it. And I, and I, I love Elton yeah. John. Yes. And I think this theme uh, flows well for this show. Yes. So um, zero complaints there. Whatever he paid for this song, <laughs> worth every penny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know how much he paid for the fucking theme, dude. I don't know, man. But fucking worth every penny listen so if tony awesome. khan is listening man you need to something in my fucking mouth here man i had uh, nice some nice snacks during this show um we got um daniel uh, not daniel brian brian danielson i keep calling him daniel brian uh brian danielson yeah he needs to come out bro to uh that europe song at uh yeah. at, at forbidden door i don't know how much that song is uh is going for to uh buy the rights to that song but it needs to come out to that song Absolutely. Man, uh, this, guy paid, this guy pays for, for, for licenses for music, man. Yeah. So if he said no to something, you want it too much. You want it too much. I don't I mean, know. It's not like he goes around not buying. He buys it all the time. The final countdown by uh, by Europe. He needs yeah. to buy that song. Absolutely. So so the, the opening thing, that was that was perfect. That was right there. Um, and then right away, the commentary team. I, I I think it was very important to have an entirely different commentary team. Absolutely. Whether the team was better than Wednesday or not, the if I get the same voices in my ear as I get on Wednesday night, immediately it reminds me of Wednesday night. Yes. So I didn't know that they got um the um, I didn't know they got uh, the double K in there. I didn't know he was coming back. We knew we had Nigel back. But um, it's good to see Kevin Kelly back, man. It's man, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you're a uh, Elton John fanatic, man. I like Elton John. I, I, I've I've appreciated Elton John's music for a long time, but I got exposed to a lot more of it um during the movie. All right, the autobiography that came out a couple of years ago. 
I, I am, uh, on the flip side, I am not an Elton John fan. Uh, I do not like any of his music. I am familiar with this song, though. And, and I do think that the song fits perfectly. I was actually, I was actually not surprised when I, when I heard the opening theme to this song and I seen uh, the video that they floated around on Twitter last night and the whole uh, opening sequence on Twitter. And I'm thinking to myself, Tony Khan probably geeked the fuck out when he bought the rights to this, to this song. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to make this song the fucking uh, the, the, the theme for Collision. It just, it, just yeah. makes, it just makes it feel like a very nostalgic throwback Saturday Night Wrestling show. It really gives you those vibes with that type of song. Because sometimes when people, especially nowadays, you hear something like that, something classic and timeless like that. You know, the, 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 the new school fans or the, the, this generation isn't going to really appreciate something like that. But it's a throwback to Saturday Night Wrestling. And that's what it I think is, Tony man. Khan was going for. It's good vibes. I like yeah. it. I do like it. I do think the commentary team, I agree with you a thousand percent, Jesse. They needed a different commentary team. I love Kevin Kelly. I know a lot of people were complaining that he had a botch here or a botch there. And that, you know, I think people oh. were complaining that he didn't gel well with Nigel McGuinness. I don't know what oh, the fuck they were listening to. Um, give it time. time, Yes. Uh, Nigel McGuinness is great. He is uh, a part of the, to me, the best modern day commentary team of all time in, uh, in NXT with Nigel McGuinness and Mauro Ronaldo. But I I was so happy that he was a part of this show. Kevin Kelly, man, he makes it sound so effortless and I'm listening to him and I'm trying to pick up things that I can incorporate into what I do for house of glory on commentary, man. Sometimes I get overly excited. Kevin Kelly, man, he's got that voice where he makes it sound so seamless like, he's enthusiastic in his own way, but he doesn't really go over the top with, like, you know, like Moro used to do, Mamma Mia, and used to fucking yell at the top of his lungs. But he's just so grounded, and he pays so close attention. He calls the action as he sees it in the ring. He knows his wrestling moves. He's very knowledgeable. And I think a lot of people are kind of thrown off by that because it's not Excalibur, and it's not Michael Cole. And a lot of people here in the United States are not really familiar, casual fans anyway, not familiar with Kevin Kelly's style. I think it's great for the show. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it is. Is he still working with New Japan? Or yes, he's he is. There? Yeah, he's going to be doing the G1. Okay, all right. That, that's awesome. So so is he going? He can't do both full-time. No, no. I think, uh, I don't know how they're going to maneuver that, but uh, he is still working with New Japan, uh, but he is uh, working collision on a semi-weekly basis. I don't know what they'll do uh, when he is not there. But as far as Kevin Kelly and the commentary team also, I do think that they could have raised their volume. I, do, I don't know if it was just because Chicago was so fucking loud. I do think the commentary team could have been raised a little bit. I would have loved to hear them a little bit more uh, through the broadcast. And I, think, I did think that they came in a little low. Yeah, that was I don't just know. And, and by us having Kevin Kelly here for this night, and also we know that he has another full-time gig, it tells me that, that TK, I'm sure, did everything in his power to get Moro. I, you know, I, I swear to God, man, if I was at one of these scrums, I would ask, who who did he have in mind in the beginning? Did he reach out to someone like Morrow before he decided on Kevin Kelly? I would love to know if he actually did. Because he got oh. Nigel there. He got one half of the fucking dream team there. Yeah. Not, that, not that I'm comparing Kevin Kelly and Morrow Ronaldo, but you know, I, I would always, I was always, you know, in favor of Morrow coming back to pro wrestling if he wanted to do it. I, I'd be very curious to know if, if Tony Khan reached out to him. No, no, I, I don't need I don't need to hear it, dude. I'm, there's I, I feel like there's no way that TK did not. Yeah, you know I, I I I mean I don't even need to hear it. And we know again we know how Moro is, how personal he is, how, how he struggles and things like that. We have no idea what Moro has going on in his life. So yeah, we have and, no. And idea. the majority of his work schedule does happen on a Saturday night. So who knows how busy he was? It was actually going to be on a Saturday night with Showtime Boxing and maybe MMA yeah. or whatever else he's got going on. Exactly. So I mean. We shall see. 
maybe maybe it was a yes. You know, I, I forgot about the, he's he's dealing with um MMA or, or boxing, whatever he's doing. Maybe it's a thing where, well, hey, you know what, TK, I'm interested. As soon as this deal is up, I'm working on, and I'm free on my Saturdays. You know, we'll talk some business. Yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All in all, I thought uh, I thought what they did was great tonight, and Collision delivered in its debut. But yes, you know, though I love a great show. Um, Jesse is correct. We we have to take this as a wait and see situation. We're not going to get this type of show. We're not going to get this level of a show every single week. We're not going to have a Chicago crowd every single week. CM Punk is not going to be there every single week. Uh, they will have tape shows. They're not going to be live every week, depending on what uh, the uh, competition's schedule is going to be. So we yeah. will we will see what happens. But tonight, I mean, they did it. They hit a home run. They came up to the plate in their first swing and hit a home run, man. So that's all we could really ask for. And Punk was back, and he looked fucking fantastic tonight, which we will get right into in just a little bit. But I want to thank you guys for joining me on this Saturday night. I know... It's very, very difficult, man, for a Saturday night wrestling show to happen weekly, and you guys be here every week, but we're happy that you're here tonight with us on OTS. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206. That's my at on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. You guys can go follow Jesse as well at Chi-Town Smart on Twitter and on YouTube as well, as he does have his own channel and his own content when he's not guest starring with me here and co-hosting with me on uh, all the AEW shows. So go check him out over there. I did a live stream today for SmackDown because I was not able to do it last night as I had my House of Glory obligations. So if you guys missed that SmackDown post show, we did that early this afternoon. Go and check that out on the homepage if you did miss it. House of Glory was incredible last night. Energy was fucking through the roof. And we announced Eddie Kingston joining us in August, challenging for the Crown Jewel Championship. And Jesse, we just announced Hiroshi Tanahashi making his HOG debut in the main event on August 18th, man. I'm calling a fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi match with Solomon, man. It's unbelievable. That's awesome, man. Fucking great. So, guys, you got to go check out HOG live on Premier Network, the home of House of Glory. So, thank you to everybody that showed up last night and had a great time. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Hit that thumbs up. We got 710 likes. We got 2,600 live here in the venue on this Saturday night. There is absolutely no reason why we can't get to 1,000 likes. Super Chats are open. We had a $500 bomb from Osequi earlier this afternoon. We got a $100 bomb by Billy tonight. So if you guys want to keep that energy going, Super Chats are open, man. Get them on in. Memberships are open as well. Hit that join button down below and become a VIP right here on Off The Script. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout for your free sample. All you guys have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Yes, the ace. The ace is calling the ace. Yes, I love it. Can't wait, man. AEW Collision, bro, started off with the only way that they were going to start this show off, and that was with Phil Brooks, man. CM Punk is back. And before we get into what he had to say tonight on the show, how did you feel about seeing CM Punk and that reaction in Chicago, bro? I know you've been very vocal about uh, him coming back and it, you know it being an iffy situation. How did you feel when you felt that energy tonight, man? Because that crowd was... 
basically eating up every word he had to say. They gave him a, a hometown hero's welcome as, as expected. It almost felt and almost came off like he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I think I think he did. I think he did what we expected him to do, to be honest. I mean, because what other reaction did we really expect from this crowd? Um, I think anywhere else, this would have been a heel turn. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I think anywhere else, this would have been a heel turn. Um, I think Punk said all of the right things. I think everything that we got tonight from Punk on that microphone, I think that was all a work, all of it. I think it was all part of what we're going to do going forward, dealing with this and everything else, him mentioning the books. I think all of this now, I think they're collectively on the same page and they're, yeah. and they're planting the seeds yes. for the long-term story of um, CMFTR versus the elite. Yes, this is absolutely, it needs to happen. It, it, yes. it absolutely needs to happen. I do think that everything that's been said uh, with the interview with ESPN, with everything he said about the elite tonight, I honestly think it's seeds planted for the biggest match that AEW will ever have in its five years of existence. This is what it's leading um, to. Um, Hooligrim, I did not say that Punk was going to call out the Bucks. I said that Punk should apologize. I said he should apologize. I didn't say that he was going listen, to apologize. Li- listen, uh, he, he he said in the interview with ESPN that he apologized immediately to Tony Khan, and he, and he, uh, he admitted that he did wrong. That's the only person right now that I give a shit that he apologized to. Like, right, I, right. like the, the other guys, A, it's none of our business. B, uh, if they did it behind closed doors, that's all that matters. It's none of our business to know. As long as he admitted and he apologized to TK, that's all I really give a shit about because TK looked like a fucking idiot at the end yeah, of that scrum. I think, I think, I think he, I think he low-key. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer. Good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. Low-key publicly apologized to the fans in a way that he mentioned it and brought it up, you know. So yeah, those of you who think I should apologize, you know, whatever he said, you guys can all kiss my ass, everything else. That's all a part of the work. That is all a part of the show. I was outside of a WWE event years ago, me and my wife. We're going back to the car, and in the parking lot, we see we see Samoa Joe putting the his stuff into the car, putting his gear into the car and everything else. And me, her, and like three or four other fans, well, we walked over to the gate and we were like, hey, Joe, Joe, Joe. And he looked at us, acknowledged us, put his stuff in the car, closed his door, locked his car, walked over to us towards the gate. 
And this is all on film somewhere. Someone filmed this and posted it. We started like, yeah, yeah, he's coming over here. He got about halfway to us. Then stopped and said, ah, fuck you guys. Went back, unlocked his car, got into it, and drove the fuck off. I thought that was fucking great. I would have laughed my ass off if that happened yes. to me. Yes. I thought that was the <laughs> best shit ever, man. I thought that was to- I thought that was really fucking cool. You know, it's kind of the same thing here. I mean, this wasn't a moment where Punk is going to come out and be somber and be humble about what happened and everything else. This is clearly he's going to come out and he's going to push what they're going to do with his gimmick going forward in regards to this whole situation. And it's kind of like, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm not apologizing for shit. You know, I'm tired of being nice. This is all a part of the gimmick, you know? I, so I, the fact that he acknowledges, hey, you guys that want an apology? Fuck off. You ain't getting one, you know? And to me, that felt like, a, okay, we're back on this kayfabe ride together. Let's get past this shit and go have some fucking wrestling fun, you know? Yeah. I thought the energy that CM Punk brought out here tonight... With that crowd rallying behind him, missing him for the last nine months, he brings an energy to the show that absolutely nobody on that roster can duplicate. And I missed it. The energy was there. You know, CM Punk legitimately brings something to AEW that nobody else can. And I'm glad that it's back. And I'm glad that we're getting his, his run to start all over again, doing it the right way. We're gonna get... You know, those little those little Easter eggs along the way. We're going to get some shoot, work, shoot type shit in there along the way. It's going to be one hell of a ride, man. And this is what makes pro wrestling fun. Yeah. And he's going to blur the lines and he's going to fucking blend reality in with the, the fictional yeah. world of pro wrestling. I love it, man. He brings something that AEW has sorely missed, honestly. And no matter how good MJF is and no matter how good Adam Cole is and no matter how good, you know, FTR is and all these great talents that they have, they're not CM Punk. No. They're not on the level of CM Punk. And the, 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 the another interesting thing is, you know, we're going to get some very interesting content out of the Elite on Wednesdays and out of BTE on yeah. fucking Mondays. Yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's, going to, it's going to really energize a lot of different as, aspects of AEW. And, and being the Elite is definitely one of them, for sure. Yep, so should be good. Should be good. So, so far, I think so far, so good. Um, I do think the interview as a... a in its entirety, probably had some inflammatory shit in there. And I do think it was chopped and edited to be a little bit less offensive to the way it's to the what we got when it came out. Um, so I I I'm kind of on board with looking at it like it looks like punk is playing ball right now. Yeah. So it looks like he looks like he's being a good boy right now so far. So he comes out, he's got a red sack with him, and he's got his uh sneakers around his neck. And he comes out in his wrestling gear and his signature hoodie. And crowd loved every bit of him being out there. Energy was fucking through the roof. He says, I don't know if you guys heard, but I'm tired of being nice. He talked about recovering with a ruptured tricep tendon after it was torn straight off the bone. He said he's still here. He said this is the professional wrestling business. Stressing business. He says it's a business of grown-ups. This has never been a popularity contest. We all know I probably would have lost that a long time ago. He said he wanted to have a conversation about the future, but first he wanted to talk about his past, which I don't think is checkered. He said his 15-year-old self wouldn't have believed he would sell out a major arena around the world, including every arena in Chicago with a roof. He says he's tired of being nice. Tell me when I'm telling lies. He says he did all those things and he rode a wave on the backs of smart, 
passionate wrestling fans like you. He says he loves the fans because they love him and he's never fit in better anywhere else. He says they love him because he has never apologized. I am me. And that's why we love him at the end of the day. I wouldn't or I couldn't have done all of this without all of you. He says it seems there are some people who hate him for the same reasons the fans love him. I understand that the sheer magnitude of me makes people uncomfortable. I very much understand that my mere presence makes people uncomfortable. That's because I am the truth and the truth is painful. Fans then chanted, fuck the elite, fuck the elite in Chicago, which I'm not surprised. He pointed at fan signs and one of them said, CM Punk is my hero. One of them said, Pepsi Phil. One of them said, CM Junk. He says, you all can boo him, cheer him, love him, hate him. You can all do that, but you know I'm right. He says he's the one true article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. Which was the first line of the night that got people talking because obviously he's alluding to the young bucks. The king is back and I do have a lot of things to get off my chest. Why would I change? He says he will always speak truth to power and he will always be himself and he will never compromise. He said there are people who think they are owed an apology. He said sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. He says if you feel like uh, if you feel he's owed an apology, I'm sorry. The only people softer than you are the wrestlers that you cheer for. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Another big CM Punk chant rang out at the United Center. So the last time they saw him, he held what is in the bag above his head. And obviously in the bag, everybody assumed it was the AEW World Championship that he never lost. He had it vacated because he had to give it up because of injury. Or he was, he was stripped of the title. Tony Khan stripped him and the elite of their titles at the same time. But CM Punk was also injured too. So take that as you will. He says it's his because he's earned it. He says it's not his because he had the best dog collar match. It's his because he won the dog collar match. He said it belongs to him until someone can pin him or submit him for it. He dropped it to the mat. He held his shoes above his head and said some hoped he lay these in the ring and ride off into the sunset. He said, until someone can fill these boots, they belong on his feet. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Kevin Kelly, the first thing that he said was, damn, son, on commentary. So we got a lot of jabs here at the Elite, a lot of jabs at CM Punk's star power and him being the, the king of AEW right now and Basically him saying that there's nobody in that locker room that's able to fill his shoes. And when that person comes along, then he'll ride off into the sunset. But right now there is nobody. And obviously he's alluded to MJF being the fake AEW champion right now because nobody's really beaten him for the championship. Tony Khan had it taken away from him and uh, obvious reasons because of that. Jesse, what are, what are we looking at here? Uh, obviously you, you talked about the elite and CMFTR. I do believe that we will be getting that at one of the two big shows, whether it's all in or all out. But it looks like we may be headed towards another CM Punk and MJF round three, this time to crown the real AEW champion, man. What do you say about that happening at one of those two shows? When the elite came back, how come they were not given the trios titles back? I don't know. They had a fight in the best of seven series to get those, those motherfuckers back. 
um, how come Punk is, didn't come out with whatever was in that bag in the main event? I think maybe he made his point with it in the beginning of the show. He didn't want to uh, have people distracted from his uh, in-ring return. Why would he come out with the bag in the main I, event? Why? I, forget the bag. Come out with whatever it is you're implying is in the bag. So you want him carrying around another AEW World Championship? He came out with it in a bag, talking about it. You say you're the world champion until someone beats you. Great. Joe came out with his ROH TV title. Why? Because he's the ROH TV champion. Where's Punk's title? I don't know. He said he's the champion because nobody beat him. Okay, that's a bold statement. And you get a title in the bag. Why is it in the bag? Let's give it till next week, bro. Maybe he comes out with the title next week. I don't know. We shall see. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a holding to it. You say you're the champ. Hey, nope. Say it louder, you know. Say you're the fucking champ, then you're the champ. But then he comes out without the title. Wait, you said you were the champ. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Where's the title? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Is he going to come out with another knapsack? I mean, I don't know. But the Elite didn't get their titles back, so I'll be interested to see how that happened, him getting his back and what they got to say about that. You know, hey, what the fuck? We didn't get our titles back. We had to fucking work Listen, for Listen, man, this is CM Punk show, man. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He can do what he wants. There we go. All right. We got CM Lesnar over here doing what he wants. That's okay. All right. That's all right. That's fine with me, man. Just make it make some sense. That's all I want to see, man. Let's CM Punk, CM Punk, MJF round three, man. You you down with that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's let's do it, man. It, I mean, that's it's the elephant in the room. I mean, you you can't you can't bring all this stuff up and then pretend like you, we're never gonna get these matches. We're gonna get these matches, man. Yeah, we're going to get these matches. I do think that this is actually going to play into a bigger thing with MJF as we get closer to the end of the year because he's still alluding to the uh, the uh, free agency of uh, 2024, you know, the uh, the big free agency deal that he's got coming up. And we have another $100 Super Chat yes. here. $100 super chat. He says, I agree. Take the belt out of the bag, dude. No, nope, nope, nope. Read it. It's not what it That's says. That's what he says, bro. I'm, I agree. Take the belt out of the bag. Jesse, I agree with. I, maybe maybe my screen is blurry, man. I, I Maybe I got a a, 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 a dud for, for a monitor, man. I can't see it. Jinky promoter over here, man. Look at this. I agree with JD. Take the belt out of the bag, he says. Fucking Paul Heyman over here, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I agree with Jesse. Take the belt out of the bag, dude. I agree. I Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, maybe he should have. Maybe he should have taken the belt out of the bag. I don't know why he didn't. There's got to be a reason. And- if CM Punk didn't take the belt out of the bag, there's a reason why CM Punk didn't take the belt out of the bag and then take it out with him in the main event. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. Here's the thing about this whole promo Punk just cut. This is a heel promo. Anywhere else outside of Chicago, this is a flat-out heel turn. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, here, you know, he's the hero, as he should be. But anywhere else, this is, he just, he just turned heel. And the crowd's like, yeah, because we're assholes here. Yeah, sweet. You know, do this promo in California. See how it goes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this was exactly what we needed from CM Punk. It was quick. 
It was about eight minutes. I mean, it was given enough time to uh, get the point across. This is exactly what we wanted out of him. This is the type of vibe that we wanted. We want that that volatile Phil Brooks back on, on AEW television. I'm glad he's not playing nice, or at least playing the character of someone who's not playing nice. He was very blunt. He was very to the point, very visceral in his uh, in his presentation. And he did give back to the AEW roster. He, he He's back for him. But he's not afraid to help the younger talent either. That's the vibe that I got. He's back. He loves doing this. He wants to do this. He wants to help the company. And he's happy to work with the younger wrestlers and give back. That, that's, that's a big takeaway from this, this promo that he cut, at least some of it. And I think the role that CM Punk is playing here is the one that he needs to play. And like you said, Jesse, I do think that if he leans a little bit, too, uh, a little bit more into that, uh, that heelish CM Punk, I think this is going to make for a fucking incredible television. You know, the babyface punk being back. I'm happy to be back. I missed you guys and all this shit. Man, that shit, I think you called that out a while back, man. Every fucking week, he's like, I'm happy. I love you guys. I'm happy to be back. And by week four, week five, I'm like, holy shit, guy. Enough is enough. We, we listen. You, you're back. We get it. We love you. Just fucking wrestle. I, yeah, I, think, right. I think this punk, I think this is going to really serve as a redo here and really do it right. And I think this is going to be the best CM Punk that we are able to get right now on AEW television. Yeah. So we move on from that. And we go right into the opening match. It was not Orange Cassidy, by the way. Ooh, thank God. We got Wardlow defending the TNT Championship against the mighty Luchasaurus. This is the opening match. Christian Cage is out there with his uh, turtleneck in tow. Love it. There we go. This was a fun match, man. I enjoyed this, uh, this big man contest between Wardlow and Luchasaurus. Kevin Kelly noted that this was Luchasaurus' first shot at the TNT title. And after a lockup between Wardlow and Luchasaurus, Wardlow sent Luchasaurus out of the ring with a nice-looking dropkick. Wardlow then followed him out to the floor. He was beating him up on the outside before chasing Christian Cage around the ring. Christian escaped under the ring, tried to get out of Wardlow's way, and he crawled out to grab Wardlow's leg on the apron, which allowed Luchasaurus to take advantage of this little distraction. Luchasaurus was beating down Wardlow, laid him out with a big boot. And Wardlow is fighting back. He's trying to make a comeback here. He's lifting Luchasaurus up in an electric chair. He dropped him. Wardlow fired up. He muscled Luchasaurus up into the corner and hit some shoulder blocks. Wardlow hit a main, uh, a big spine buster. And he went to the top rope. Christian again distracted him, allowing Luchasaurus to choke him uh, off the second rope. For a near fall, Luchasaurus set up another choke slam, but Wardlow bit the thumb, which uh, Arn Anderson did. That's an Arn Anderson maneuver. And they traded strikes back and forth before Wardlow dropped Luchasaurus with a big lariat. He loaded up for the powerbomb, did Wardlow. And Christian again tried to distract. He hit one anyway on Luchasaurus. So it was the beginning of the end for Luchasaurus here as he's already experienced one powerbomb symphony. Christian grabbed the chair to distract Wardlow, allowing Luchasaurus to get a choke slam off for a near fall. Warlow then tried for a power slam. I don't know what he was going for, if it was a tombstone or a shoulder breaker or a power slam, but he he, he had, he had he, nothing was working. He tried to move Luchasaurus's leg out of his face for a couple of seconds there while he had him up on his shoulder, and then he just dropped him in a power slam. I don't know if that was what he was going for, but uh, gladly he corrected himself. Otherwise, it would have looked bad. He goes yeah. to the top rope. He had a swanton, which looked fucking beautiful off the top. And he goes for a cover uh, near fall. Wardlow, he pulls the straps down. 
Christian distracted him again. Wardlow went to go do the 10 punches in the corner. But Luchasaurus escaped, took the referee. Christian grabbed a camera from ringside from one of the photographers and hit Wardlow twice in the head with it. This allowed Luchasaurus to lariat Wardlow in the back of the head. He goes down. One, two, three. And Luchasaurus pins Wardlow. And Christian Cage apparently wins the, the TNT championship as he was celebrating as if he won the fucking match. And Luchasaurus won the match with Christian Cage on Luchasaurus's shoulders parading around with the TNT title. Bro, Wardlow loses the title once again. This is the fifth title change. We're only in June. The fifth title change of the TNT title already in 2023 as Wardlow loses again. And I am just baffled at what the fuck is going on with this guy. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care about Warlow. I don't care about that title. Now, can what they do with it with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, can they make it interesting? Sure. I just don't want to see it on Warlow anymore. They maybe not care about Warlow. Jungle Boy Oops. tweeted out, congratulations, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Does he go after that title and does he win the TNT title? Well, I'm not sure what they're going to do right now. I mean, it looks like now, well, Jungle Boy, well, I couldn't beat MJF, so let me now go back for Luchasaurus. But now, with their, with what Christian Cage is doing with the title, now it's making me feel like that they're getting ready to break up Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, which I do not agree with. What gave you that vibe? Because Christian Cage is running around celebrating like he's the champ, and Luchasaurus is sitting there you know, selling his wounds like I just did all this work and this asshole's running away with my title. Well, let's give that time to develop yet. I mean, I don't think, I didn't really get that vibe. I, I was expecting something like that to happen, but I didn't really see that. Um, I Christian saw that. Now, if 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 they wanted me to believe that this was Luchasaurus's plan, I would have had him win, get his title, and then hand it over and give it to Christian. And then Christian say, I'm the champ because Luchasaurus gave this motherfucker just went and grabbed it and jumped around and like, I won. And as far as I'm concerned, Luchasaurus is going to be like, motherfucker, I did all the work. That's my title. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're planning, but uh, all I know is, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who Wardlow pissed off. I really don't. Uh, Dan. I, I don't, I don't know. Look, I don't care. Put him on ROH. What are we doing with Wardlow? I need, I need to know, like. You know, and this is this is a, a big topic of discussion on this show. I, I, I don't want if you're new around here and you're listening for the first time. We like Wardlow. We're, we're just baffled by the fucking way he's been booked ever since he came out of that MJF feud. It's been fucking terrible. Yeah. I don't know why they gave him the TNT title only to take it off of him to put it on Will Hobbs. We don't know why he won the TNT title and really has done nothing with it only to take it off of him and put it on Luchasaurus. I, I get that this title is a TV title. I get it. I get it. But I don't like a TV title, and I don't think a TV title is going to be looked upon as a good thing in 2023. I don't. I don't. Unless there's some stipulation attached to it, like the NWA TV title, where you defend it seven times, and then you can cash it in and get a world championship match. I, I mean, I, what, what is the point of having somebody win this title to only drop it after zero defenses or lack thereof of defenses, only to take it off them and put it on somebody else to rinse and repeat the cycle? How is this yeah. exciting to anybody? I agree. I agree. It, 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 no one, no one benefits from it. The crowd's not gonna be thrilled with it. Uh, Wardlow looks terrible. 
through all of this. He Aesthetically, looks he looks terrible. terrible. They cut his hair. They cut the one characteristic about him that made him look unique. He, he looks like a fucking creative character. Yeah. They got him out there in a very generic singlet. What are we doing? It seriously feels like someone is upset with Warlow. It does. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Jungle Boy may be in line for that title. They may revisit Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus because he tweeted about congratulations to uh, to Christian and to Luchasaurus. But like we talked about, Jesse, we documented this over the last couple of weeks ever since this match was announced. They had no choice but to make Luchasaurus the TNT championship champion because, you know, he can't lose. You, you can't you can't establish him as a new yeah. character and put him on TV in this demonic fucking monster-like heel yeah. role and then have him go into this match and automatically lose his first big match in to Wardlow. That's not the yeah. way you establish Luchasaurus. So Tony Khan already booked himself into a fucking corner with this by making this match and then yep. forcing Luchasaurus into a title victory when Wardlow should be a dominant champion himself. Yep, that's the first thing we pointed out. He's like, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I like that. That's why I said it looks like Luchasaurus is going to win the title. I mean, they they've been hot potatoing it, and he can't lose, and they hate Wardlow. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, all all in all, I thought this was a fun match. Crowd was hot for it. I thought this was the hottest Wardlow match uh, that he's had in his title reign, and and that's including the the, the ladder match with Christian Cage. Uh, obviously, that was a better match. I, I thought the crowd was very hot here for this match, and Luchasaurus won the TNT Championship. So we have to see. Uh, what is going on? I wonder how much, Jesse, as well, before we move on, I wonder how much Tony Khan really wanted to establish some excitement on this show with opening with uh, the TNT title having a title change. I wonder if that really played into his decision as well on top of the other things that really didn't make any sense here. Maybe. And it was a bonus that the TNT champion was Wardlow, which they hate anyway. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know. this is... I don't know. This, this, was, this was bad. I mean, it, it was it was good. I mean, in in theory, I like it. The title's now going to have that's that that title already has like two stories built into it already. Christian Cage is running around with it. He didn't win shit. Jungle Boy is looking at it. He's next. It's already it's already more interesting than what Wardlow was doing with. It. Yeah, yeah, they had nothing. Nothing. I mean, he he even got a line back with Arn Anderson. I mean, what's Arn Anderson going to think about this? They had this. This fucking four horsemen type deal going on. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Wardlow's just, I don't know, man. I honestly, if they don't want if they don't want to book him, if they don't want to, you know, create something great there with Wardlow, you know, I don't know when his contract's up, man. I'd love to see him jump to the other side. I really do. I'd love to see what Triple H can do with with, with Wardlow. Get him back War- to being that dominant Batista-like character that we saw in the early stages of his run. I don't know where he goes from here, but clearly it's not working out in AW. Wardlow is WWE material. He's he's WWE bound, I'm predicting yes. for sure. Yes. I mean I I think that's a same for Brian Cage. I think WWE is a better product for those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Warlow, but uh, Luchasaurus is the TNT champion for now. So we'll see what happens and where he takes that title if he could do any better uh than uh, Warlow did. Lexi Nair interviewed QT Marshall and Powerhouse Hobbs backstage. Marshall said that they never said Hobbs would wrestle on collision, but he is there. He said Hobbs will win the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Hobbs said his name was front and center when the press release dropped about collision. He said he's the face of TNT, and the book of Hobbs is about redemption and winning the Owen Hart tournament. Marshall accused Lexi of pissing off Will Hobbs. 
Uh, I am very pleased with Will Hobbs being in the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Uh, he should be looked at as an odds-on favorite to win the whole thing, TK. Uh, as is Ricky Starks, he announced his entry in the tournament as well. Uh, he's another one who would benefit from that. It's going to be very interesting to see who Tony Khan goes with this year, bro. We have to see who else is in the field of uh, of eight in this tournament after Adam Cole and Britt Baker won it last year. Mrs. Uh, uh, Britt Baker and Adam Cole, a uh, very uh, well-liked real-life couple that yeah. AEW gave the uh, men's and women's side to. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who he has win the tournament this year. If it's used for something to catapult somebody to the next level, if they get a title shot or something along the lines. But somebody like Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks, man, I, I would have to assume they uh, would be odds-on favorites to win this thing. Yeah, um, I, I, think, I think my pick is going to be Ricky Starks um, to win this tournament. They kinda, they've kind of dropped his ball as well from his big baby face run. Yes. Um, they got to do something to get that back on track. I don't know what it is about this company and capitalizing on organic momentum. I it's don't not even, it's it. not even that, bro. It's just baby faces. They don't know baby how to book baby yeah. face. WWE doesn't do it right. AEW doesn't do it right. I don't know how these companies can't book good baby faces. I don't know. They're over here forcing Sammy Guevara straight down our throats, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Baby faces should be the easiest thing. To, the crowds will tell you who they want to be a babyface. The crowds have been telling WWE for months that they want to cheer LA Knight. What is the problem here? Yeah. What is the problem here? What are we doing? How come you can't figure out who to make a super babyface when the crowd literally tells you? They give you the guidebook, man. Just whoever they're cheering the most, make them the top babyface. And then continue to do it organically, and you'll be fine. Man, that LA Knight shit's pissing me off. I mentioned that on the post show earlier this afternoon. They're, they're forcing him to be a heel when the crowd is obviously cheering him. Like, really? Why are you forcing something that clearly the fans want to cheer for? Oh, he's a heel. Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, you're, yeah. You're, you're forcing fake organic booze into an LA Knight match. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's it's it it, it makes it makes no sense. Eamon Perry in the chat said it right. Just getting your wife pregnant does not make you a baby face. Knocking up one of the hottest women in that locker room does not make you a baby. It makes you more of an asshole. I could see it that way. I could see it that way. I mean, what are you doing? You just took someone else off the roster. I mean, great for them. You know, I'm talking. Well, maybe there's real life implications there. I mean, if he's having a baby girl. You know, maybe he may be humbled. He may be a little bit more mature. He's going to go through different life phases now and become a different person uh, out on the other side. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's real-life implications that could really turn Sammy Guevara into a clear-cut, you know, blue-collar baby face there. But, I mean, at the end of the fucking um, week, we're always going to look at Sammy Guevara as the fucking pretty boy prick who got the, the, the beautiful woman, and he's going to gloat about it, you know? Um, Miz had kids and continued to be an asshole. Yes. Um, Jim uh, Ross just tweeted. Yeah. Um, per Jim Ross, um, he says, I apologize for the way I sounded tonight. Going to step away to heal. Thanks for your support. Jim Ross can so, do whatever the fuck he wants, bro. I don't know what happened. Do we, we all know why he was here tonight. We know he, he called his main event because Punk wanted him to. Yeah. So, which makes sense. But yeah, I mean, he did sound like he was under the weather. I hope he is. You know, doing okay. Well, did you see his eye? 
No, they showed him. I know they talked about it. They no, no, no. He, he he tweeted a picture of himself, man. His, his complete his right eye was completely bruised and black and closed. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. He oh. sounded like he sounded like shit tonight. Uh, Jim, Jim Ross right. Jim Ross can do whatever he wants, man. He wants to step away for a little bit to get to heal up. Fine. All right. All right, I hope he's all right, man. That sucks. Man. I, I wonder if there's anything going on there, man. I mean, th this is not the first time it's happened there. It's a little, it's a little concerning that Jim Ross always seems to fall down and have an eye, an eye problem. Oh man. I hope Jim Ross all is right. all right, man. Thoughts, prayers, and love to Jim Ross. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Andrade El Idolo. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Against Buddy Matthews, man. This was the match I was looking for. Fuck the main event. This is the match I was looking forward to tonight most. Buddy Matthews came out with Julia Hart. I love the House of Black fucking entrance, man. That 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 riff, that that theme, that the lighting, the whole ambiance, man. Fucking perfect. Yeah. I love it. And uh good on Julia Hart, man. Every time I see Julia Hart, I'm just I, I look, man, she she is she's just so good, man. So stoic in her role. She don't yes. even say she don't even say anything. She just looks. She looks and acts, and she's touching Andrade's mask, and she's acting very broody out there. I love it. She says nothing. Yes. It's awesome. I, I, again, so proud to watch her come through developmental to where she is yeah. right now. So yeah. proud to see that. Yeah, this is uh, this is the type of role that's going to take her to the next level. So good. Um, Andrade got welcome back, Andrade Chance, man. That was a beautiful thing to hear. And this is the, this is the type of guy... This is the type of guy that's going to benefit from a soft roster split or a hard roster split. This guy needs to be on this show weekly, or at least semi-weekly. He doesn't need to be there every week. There should be a revolving door of talent, but Andrade should be one of the featured stars primarily on this show. Man, I, I tell you, I, I could sit here and, and praise these guys up and down until I'm blue in the face. Andrade is one of the best on the planet. Buddy Matthews is one of the best on the planet. You put these guys in a ring, man, I could watch these guys wrestle all night long. For two hours. For as long as the show was on the air, I could watch these guys wrestle. This, to me, was the best match of the night. This, to me, is what is a clear representation of AEW. And this is the type of shit I want to see weekly on this show. This. This was fucking beautiful. This I don't, was great. I don't think they produced this match right. What do you mean? Look, the match was great. Yeah. They got it close. I would have had these dudes... I would have had these dudes go out there and mimic their significant other's moves. I would have had Buddy out there mimicking all of Rhea Ripley's moves and Andrade mimicking all of Charlotte's moves. Well, I mean, we got some of that tonight. We got a little bit. I would have mimicked them to the T. All of their special moves, all of their, all of it. Let's so you want, you want, you wanted, you wanted the wife and the boyfriend, or the uh, the husband rather, and the boyfriend of Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. To yep. mimic their moves and become uh, Mr. Flair and uh, Mr. Ripley tonight. Nope, it's not. It's not becoming. It, it's it's putting their significant others over, man. It's showing homage. I would have had them do all of their signature moves, not just the figure eight, which what we saw. I would have had them do all of the signature moves out there. Now, regardless of what they did in the ring, they uh, they produced a fucking great great match, no doubt about it. Andrade did the uh, tranquilo in the ropes, yeah. which was a beautiful thing to see. Uh, Julia went after the mask at ringside. She was trying to touch the mask, and Andrade was a little distracted there. Don't touch the mask. Andrade cartwheeled into a moonsault off the apron, which looked great. Matthews then sent Andrade into the ring post and then into the timekeeper's area, but Andrade hopped up on the barricade and hit a Harun Karana into the barricade. Brutal-looking stuff. 
Uh, Kevin Kelly had a little uh, a little bit of a difficult time uh, announcing uh, Andrade's name. He pronounced it, uh, I guess, wrong. And then we got uh, Dasha on on um, we got Dasha. I see it. We got Dasha on ring announcing, bro, for the uh, ring announcing, and Ugh. she she called Buddy Matthews Buddy Murphy. Ugh. What a bosh, huh? Leave Dasha alone. You seen her? Oh my god. That's great. I'm already dead with a $100 super chat. He says, this mimic thing, I got to disagree. LOL. That's not what it says, That's bro. That's what okay, he here said. We go. He yeah, disagrees back with uh, Mr. Flair and Mr. Ripley, bro. That'd be awesome. I, I, I humbly respect your disagreement with this super chat, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you so much, man. Oh, man. I changed my mind. I agree with this guy. I, I think he's right. Now listen, I got I gotta give Je- I gotta give Jesse a little credit, man. He helped me through uh, some Destiny Two Last Wish raid uh, the other night after Wednesday, man. Oh. He got me some uh, red borders from the fucking Last Wish raid. So I gotta hey, I gotta man. I gotta maybe take him out for uh, two steak dinners now. I don't know where are we going in London, bro. Where are we going to eat? Um, you, you, are, are, you, are you a fish and chips guy, bro? Uh, I want to go to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant in London. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I'll hit up. I'm uh, going to the one. They just built one here in the suburbs, and I'm going to that one in August. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I thought you were I thought you were more of an outback guy. Um, I'm 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 more of a I'm more of a I'll have outback because it's walking distance from me guy oh, when I feel okay. like it. But okay. the the Gordon Ramsay restaurant, we we made those reservations weeks ago, and the earliest we can get in was August. It's booked. Jesus Christ. Man. Must be doing some big business over there, man. Yeah, probably, man. That's what happens when you get successful TV shows, bro. Really? Anyway, Andrade sent uh, Buddy Matthews into the timekeeper's area. So he hopped up on the barricade, hit a hurricanrana on Buddy Matthews, which looked great. Back in the ring, Andrade and Matthews battled near the turnbuckle where Matthews hooked Andrade's arm and pulled him into the ring post. So clearly this was working over Andrade's torn pectoral muscle. So they're working on that. And Buddy Matthews actually uh, had his knee worked on from Andrade, so they were kind of throwing it back to the prior injuries both men had before taking this match, which was the story here. So he sent Andrade into the barricade, pulled him into the ring, and hit a Meteora for a near fall. So both men were being checked on by ringside doctors during a picture-in-picture commercial break. Andrade was checking on his arm while Matthews had issues with his knee. Back to live action, Andrade was on the floor selling the injury as the referees laid in the 10 count, Andrade got back in the ring where he was met with some boots from Buddy. Andrade came back with a dragon screw leg whip before hitting his double jump moonsault for a near fall. Charlotte, that's how you do it, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're going to do it, then do it right. Otherwise, don't do it at all. Matthews fought out of Andrade's hammerlock DDT before catching with a DDT in the ropes for a near fall, which looked fucking vicious. Andrade followed Matthews to the top rope. This is when Matthews tried for a sunset flip powerbomb. His knee gave away. Excellent selling by Buddy. He was able to hook Andrade's head in the turnbuckle, and he super kicked him right in the face. Always love that spot. Matthews crumbled on a powerbomb attempt from the ropes. From this spot, he crumbled. His knee gave out. This allowed Andrade to drill him with a running back elbow, which fucking looked unbelievable. Andrade went for the knees in the corner, but Matthews popped up, hit a knee for a near fall. Matthews then tried to lock on a prism lock, which is Rhea Ripley's submission finisher. 
And Andrade got out of it and locked on to figure four. And then he bridged into the figure eight, which is the Android's finishing move. And Buddy Matthews, yes, it, it did pop the crowd. And Buddy Matthews tapped out and Andrade wins via submission. Andrade, after the match, offered a handshake. The lights went out. Crowds went ooh and ah. Uh, it was not uh, The Undertaker. No, it was Malachi and the rest of the House of Black. Brody King laid him out with a lariat. Andrade stood over him. He whispered something to Andrade, and that's the way the segment went off the air. Are we going to get Andrade's boys versus the House of Black, bro, for the trios championships? That's where it's leading, man. If we're getting uh, yes. Roosh and who else is in there, man? Bandito. Who, who Bandito, else? Bandito, Vikingo. Vikingo, somebody against uh, the House of Black. Sign me up and take my money, man. All of it. Good to go. <laughs> if it were 2018, we'd already have a counterfeit bucks t-shirt available yes. on yes. pw yes i saw that so they're playing they're playing into it but it's a fucking work everything's yeah. a work that was posted by the young bucks in their uh bio yeah i saw that before the show yeah. yep this was great uh a more andrade more house of black more uh wrestling like this weekly please if if this show has at least one of these types of matches every week we're, we're good this is this is what this is what we fell in love with when it came to aw this is why you signed these guys this is why you brought them into the company why are we not getting this on a weekly basis? I hope Andrade works well with others, man. I hope Andrade's featured. I hope Andrade gets what he deserves. He is way too good to be sitting in the back. So is Buddy Matthews. So I, I love yeah. everything about this. Yeah, this good vibes coming from that one. Yeah. Love it. Scorpio Sky got a video package. And Scorpio Sky is going to be a featured talent on this show. Uh, I think this is great, too. Someone like Scorpio Sky could really thrive on this show and uh, really be put in a nice spotlight on Saturday night. He said... He's been watching and waiting for the perfect opportunity to return. He said he is the present and future of AEW. He said no one can beat him because he is on another level. I'm here for Scorpio, bro. I think it's going to be good for him. I'm waiting. Yeah. I've been patiently waiting for Scorpio Sky to get put on and be used properly. So please give it to me. Give it to me right in my vein. Just right here. Just... They, they, they need to let him go out there and just be himself, man. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. He's got the makings of, of a breakout guy. Like, I don't, I don't know why we, we haven't seen that yet. Maybe it was the injuries that kind of derailed him. But if he gets a nice spotlight on him, I think he could really do something uh, for that TNT title or an international championship, for sure. His, 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 baby, his baby face run was very lame. His heel run was very interesting. And they never got to do anything with it, really, so... I want to see him as that same heel gimmick and just let him run with it, man. He's so good. He's so good in the ring. He's so good on the mic. He was on that heel gimmick. He was so good on the mic. I miss Scorpio, man. Cake in the chat says, future, he's 40 years old. LA Knight's how old? How old? 37, 38 years old, and everybody's high on LA Knight. Why can't they be high on Scorpio Sky? Scorpio's 40? I couldn't even tell. I can't tell. I couldn't even tell. I'm 41. Matter. I'm, for, I'm 41. Could you tell? Get him on. Let's go. No? Okay. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> all that, babe. You look like you're fucking 50. They all that oh, me? Hair. No. Jeez. I don't look like I'm 50. What are you talking about? Hey, man, you and Keith Lee should hook up, man, and and get some... Get some oh, ha- Harry Potter, uh, Keith Lee. Dumbledore. 
Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, there you go. That's him. Okay. Oh, dumb, 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 Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Is that what is Dumbledore? Dude, dude wait a minute. No. Wait, <laughs> what is no, he? Gandalf the Grey, bro. Gandalf no, the Grey. No, no, no. The comments of JD are of JD alone, and not the comments of me. Don't block me. This guy here. Th- this guy over here. He's over here. This is uh, the culprit right here. Not me. Oh my God. Anyway, Dumbledore. <sighs> to get me blocked by half the roster, man. Who gives a shit, man? You think they fucking care? Who's watching this show tonight? Who? Hi, Brett. How you doing? Honey? Hi, Brittany. You watching the show? You weren't even on the show. Hi, Brett. How you doing? Hi, Brittany. <laughs> anyway, man. Uh, Scorpio. More Scorpio. I think uh, he is uh, set for big things on this show. Hopefully, they treat him well this time around on Saturday night. Tony Nice. Tony Nice, man. I love Tony Nice. He's a Long Island guy, man. It looks great. I wish I had uh, half of the fucking abs that uh, Tony... I wish I had a half of one ab like Tony Nice has, man. Even your even your straw is blending into the fucking green screen, bro. How, what, what color is your straw? Yellow? No, it's green. I got to see that. Jesus Christ. The tip of it is green. That's all. Awesome. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, by the way, uh, Hooligram, I think you asked what shirt I'm wearing, man. I got the uh, Best in the World t-shirt on tonight. Try to wear it for uh, the special occasion that we got. Anyway. What, Larry? No, it's an old school WWE t-shirt. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling were in the ring. Nice said he's a personal trainer, and it makes him sick to look at all the disgusting, out-of-shape fans. He says he's decided to shut down Collision. He says he's going to lead everyone in group training, so put down the deep dish. New York pizza is better Says Tony Nice. Yeah, listen to the listen to the job. Go ahead. Tony Nice is factually correct, man. Tell me what I'm telling lies. And Tony Mark nice. Mark Sterling is a great attorney. Anyway, he began to lead a stretch class, and out comes the Redeemer. Miro Kelly on commentary said, thank God we've all been redeemed. Absolutely. Absolutely. They fed Tony Nese to Miro. I mean, I don't know how you guys thought this match went. Tony Nese, he got, he got a punch and a kick in there, man. He tried to do some athletic shit in there, but oh my God, Miro won in about three minutes and Miro overhead tossed Nese then he signaled for his finisher. Sterling jumped onto the ring apron, so Miro turned his attention to him. Miro grabbed him, punched him. Nice need Miro from behind, landing a spinning kick right to Miro's head. Miro clearly no-sold it, and Miro played to the crowd, and Miro stomped Nice, applied a... or actually, he did the big matcha kick and applied the camel clutch. The game over for the win. And Miro, bro, I, I swear to God, man, you talk about missing Andrade. We missed Miro, yeah. man. He looked like a fucking stud out there. My yeah. goodness. We need Miro back, man. Still waiting for CJ, too. Still hoping for CJ. Yeah, I, I don't know what they do with Miro, man. Hopefully they got some decent creative for him because he was over big time in Chicago. Everybody's over in Chicago, but he was over. He also got a th- uh, welcome back chant. I mean, he he is way too over and way too dominating and way too big of a star, bro, to be sitting around doing nothing. I don't know what type of creative they got for him, but hopefully it's fucking substantial. I agree. I I have no idea why he's been out this long. That alone is a crime within itself. I know there's politics. I know there's creative. I know there's ego. I know there's issues. I know there's money. I know all that shit is involved. Now, all that being said, 
Miro needs to be on TV. Yeah. Miro needs to be on TV. How we get him on TV uh, semi-weekly, I don't know. A couple of these matches is fine. We don't need uh, him to be squashing people uh, fucking eight weeks in a row. Like WWE had uh, Omos squashing fucking yes. two and three guys. No. We are already familiar yeah. with who he we, is yeah. and what he can do. Yeah. I understand this night was packed. He had a lot going on. Just get him on TV. Get him in a match. This was fine. But we don't need you don't need fucking eight weeks of this shit. We are no. aware of what he can do. Yes. Kevin Kelly said CM Punk returns tonight in the main event. We got a video package airing on Punk being out with an injury. Same thing that we saw from uh, from Dynamite and how uh, he was training and how it was more mentally trying than physically trying. And uh, they are setting up for the main event with the Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe. Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, tag team action here against Willow, Nightingale, and Sky Blue. Unbelievable, man. Bro, I may, uh, listen, man, I don't know what they're putting in the water in Chicago, man, seriously. My God. I don't, what are they putting in the water out there, bro? I don't know. Not me. I don't know. I need to... Need to get in Sky Blue's water. What? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, how do we? How do we do that? I, Is there any way for me to shoot my shot there? Probably not, man. No. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who's I holding. No chance, I don't know who's holding the shot for her to be taken. I don't know, man. I'm. I don't know. I'm still hearing conflicted stories on who she's dating right now. I don't know. If I shot my shot, I'd probably end up striking out big time. Big time. Anyway. Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue. Uh, Sky Blue was the hometown girl here in Chicago. Got a nice little reaction. Nightingale and Soho, uh, Soho hot tagged out to their partners after a little bit. And Sky Blue went after Storm very aggressively. Head scissored to the mat. She followed around with a big roundhouse kick, roundhouse kick to the head. Uh, Sky landed a top rope cross body. Made a cover, went for a two count. Uh, Storm came back with a sharpshooter middle of the ring. Sky Blue crawled over, reached the bottom rope to break the sharpshooter. Willow tagged back in, took control against Tony. Sky Blue tagged back in. Moments later, Storm took control with a back suplex. Storm then charged with a hip attack. Tony was about to spray Blue in the face with spray paint. Nightingale blocked that from happening, and the spray got in Soho's eyes. Nightingale threw the spray into the crowd and then drove Storm's uh, face into the mat with a Death Valley driver. Uh, Blue then landed her finish on Soho for the win, and they showed uh, Sky Blue's mom applauding in the front row. There you Hula go. says that Sky Blue's makeup was atrocious. I don't know what Hula Grimm is looking at, bro. What makeup? What are you looking at, brother? What are you looking at, Sky- uh, dude? What is? Are you looking at the wrong things on Sky Blue? Hula Grimm. What the? F- I'm going to have oh to sign you up for uh, prescription glasses, bro. I don't know what bro. you're watching. Yeah, look harder and lower. Okay, just. <laughs> <laughs> just my God. Uh, all uh, opinions and uh, choice words on this podcast are Jesse and Jesse. <laughs> Much not lower. Me. Not, not me. <laughs> anyway. Ah, uh, this was fine, man. I mean, this played off what happened on Wednesday. Really, really not much story. I don't know where Soraya is. Apparently, Soraya is going to be off TV for a little bit due to personal reasons. I don't know what's going on there. But Kevin Kelly did mention Mercedes Monet on commentary, man. I think she's all but good to go on AEW television when she comes back, man. Should be. Should be, bro. 
I don't know what they're doing going into the all-in pay-per-view, but uh, we will see what happens with the ladies. Tony Storm is the champion. I'm assuming Jamie Hader is going to end up coming back and ask for a title shot, uh, which uh, I can't wait for the uh, hypocrisy tweets. Oh, but you're okay with Charlotte, and, and you're not okay with Charlotte, but you're okay with Jamie Hader. Yes. Oh, God. Yes, I can't wait for that. Here we go. It's going to be great. Uh, Ricky Starks added himself into the Owen Hart tournament, and he noted that this tournament was absolutely his to win, and I am looking forward to that happening. Uh, I think he should have a great Owen Hart Cup for sure. Uh, Jesse, the shriek is over. The shriek is over. Jeff Jarrett is wrestling on Dynamite on Wednesday. Hey, man. I'll take my small wins. We had a nice <laughs> little break. Thank you. We got Jeff Jarrett on Dynamite, man. We are getting a Jarrett and Mark Briscoe concession stand brawl, bro. The last time we got one of these is 46 years to the day in uh, Mississippi. I'll take this. I'll take this. It gives Mark Briscoe something to do. It puts Jeff Jarrett in a match, not in the pay-per-view, not for a title, and we haven't seen the guy in about a month. This is a win. This is a win. I like it. I don't, I don't mind it. I, listen, man, I, it's not overly egregious to me. I don't mind it. No. A concession stand brawl. We get some ketchup. We get some mustard flying all over the place. We get some popcorn. Yeah. Uh, it's good. And listen, we love Mark Briscoe. Why not? Yes. This is fun. I, I have no, I, it's, it's not, it's not like I never want to see Jeff Jarrett ever again because he sucks. I never said any of that. I just say we see too much Jarrett and he's doing too many things that he shouldn't be doing, like going for tag titles and shit like that. And he's wrestling too much. And on pay-per-view, we don't see Sting like, like that and everything else. I just want to see Jeff Jarrett booked in the same consistency that we see Sting booked. That's all. Yeah. Listen, man, Jeff Jarrett is uh, a rising young talent in the AW ranks. Clearly. You guys talk about Scorpio being 40. How old is Jeff Jarrett? I don't know. Was he 50? <laughs> in his 50s? He looks great, though. I, looks great. He does look great. He looks fantastic. Got to give him that, man. He says this match put hardcore wrestling on the map. Jarrett says he plays the long game in the last outlet. He uh, he never loses. Or is he, he's the last outlaw, I'm sorry, that he never loses. Uh, he says he's going to kick Mark Briscoe's ass on Wednesday. Uh, we got a segment with the Acclaimed. They're out there with uh, Mr. Ass, Daddy Ass. Max Caster and Anthony Bones came out with Billy Gunn. Caster rapped about how they stole more hearts than Trump stole documents. I would uh, prefer you keep the politics out of my pro wrestling, please. I don't care. <laughs> Bones yelled that they have arrived and uh, scissor me daddy ass and yada, yada, yada. The Trump line was the only line of note in his rap. Very mid. Shivani told Gunn that he looks marvelous. He was wearing a pink outfit with scissors on it and daddy ass on the back. He asks what everyone was wearing. He says they're about to get back on track and go after the trio's titles. Bowens says they're going to have plenty of time to do that because AEW now stands for two different things, acclaimed every Wednesday and acclaimed every weekend. He said since they love the fans so much, they're going to stick around for Dynamite too. He says they wanted to make history with the first ever collision scissor. He says he figured he'd do it in the scissors city of Chicago. He says it's the city that made the acclaim the people's choice. He closed with everyone loves the acclaimed. And I laughed out loud because they had Tony Schiavone do the scissoring along yeah. with uh, Daddy S and uh, both of them. I thought that was very humorous. And it was uh, a very innocent uh, promo segment. And apparently they're still going after the trio championships, which, by the way, they should not win. They should not be beating House of Black. I will say this no. right now. 
No, it, that that match that uh, they that the acclaim get all the way over the match that I said they should have changed the ending. That was in Chicago, right? Yeah, that's what they were talking about. Okay. Yeah. Right. We'll see what happens there. It looks like we're still headed for uh, the acclaim versus House of Black for those trios championships. Uh, Kevin Kelly plugged Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Minoru Suzuki and, and Minoru. I'm sorry, Jericho, Sammy, and Minoru Suzuki against Action Andretti, A.R. Fox, and Darius Martin on Dynamite. We also got Orange Cassidy and Katsuyori Shibata versus Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. for Dynamite. Hardys versus the Guns. Storm versus, uh, not Storm, it was, uh, it's Chris Statlander. I think Statlander versus Taya and Jarrett versus Briscoe. So uh, it looks like a very mid-looking dynamite. Nothing really major going on there. And, hey, what's uh, the story behind Stat and Ty? I don't know. I don't know. What? What is there? Is there a story? All, all we've seen so far with Statlander and Ty was that Ty has been watching Statlander from afar in the back on the monitor after she lost the T uh, the TBS title to or lost her match for the TBS title against Jade. Well, apparently we missed it. Apparently on a rampage, Ty has claimed that she is upset with Statlander for jumping in front of her in the line. She's upset at Stat for jumping ahead of her in the line for the TBS title. Yeah. But Taya lost clean against Jade. Yeah. What line is there? She's at the back of the line. If there was one, shouldn't she be at the very back of it? I don't know. She lost clean. Sounds like it's uh, sounds like it's some third world problems there for Ty Valkyrie, man. I don't know what to tell you. She lost clean and then got mad that someone else came and you, you lost clean. Come on. What are we doing do here, man? What, what, are, what are we doing with the TBS title, man? Are we going to just do the same thing that Jay did with the TBS title and do the same thing with, with Chris Statlander, defending the title against these uh, women with no story behind it? Maybe they're waiting to get everything situated, and then maybe they're going to unify them. Unify what? The TBS and the women's title. You think that they're going to unify the TBS title? No. I said maybe. 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 Well, they maybe. did create the title simply for Jade. They made that title just for her, bro. I don't now know. what do we do with it? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> so that's uh, Dynamite. We also got an Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. Blind eliminated tag team tournament with a tag team title shot on the line. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that means, but uh, we got a blind eliminator tournament happening. What tag, what, team, what tag team division do we have in AEW that there's going to be enough for an eliminator tournament? Well, they have lots of random teams they can throw together to. Why do we have two tournaments happening on TV? We got this one and the Owen Hart Cup. I think we should uh, limit the amount of tournaments that we see on TV. Spread them out. Maybe they're know. on different shows. Maybe. That's a good that's a good point. I don't know. Maybe they're on different shoes. I don't know. Straight edge truth. AJD. Well, 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 where's the story, man? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe we should ask fucking uh Ty Valkyrie. She said I don't know. you jumped the line. I don't what? How about someone in the back who has not gotten a title shot that wants to get mad? They is, can say the story is Taya is watching TV, man. Yeah. That's you watch someone watching, else she's do what watching, you couldn't do. She's watching Dynamite. <laughs> hey, I'm a part of the story, too. I watch Dynamite every week. There you go. Main event time. Samoa Joe. Jay White. And listen, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done here, man. Listen, I don't know, Jesse. This is, is. This is 
This is unbelievable, man. Breaking news. I am not sure you guys are aware, but this man, Juice Robinson, is rock hard. I don't know, man. Hard. I don't listen. What what is what makes him rock hard, bro? How does he do it? Eating pins. How does he do it? I'll tell you right now, when they announced this match, it's unbelievable. I knew exactly who was eating this goddamn pin, bro. There wasn't anybody in this match but Rock Hard. That was, bro, I can't. Is there anyone? I know who's not. I, I, don't, I not only know who's eating the pin, I know who's going to be pinning him, too. I knew this when they announced the match. CM Punk was going to uh, obviously pin Rock Hard in this match. <laughs> there was no other way around it. Seriously. <laughs> Joe's a champion. Jay White's too, uh, too new. And Juice, he's been around the block a couple of times. Why not? He's expendable. Man. Yeah, Rock Hard Juice Robinson, man. Uh, BlueChew.com code JD, bro. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you even harder. There you go. Seriously. Uh, I thought this was great. I thought this was uh, exactly what it needed to be. This went on with 25 minutes to the end of the show, so they had plenty of time. Fans chanted CMFTR in tandem. Sounded great. And everybody got their shit in. Joe and CM Punk got in there, and there was a holy shit chant before we even got a fucking punch thrown. What a fucking moment that was. So cool to see that happening. Uh, Dax was in there. He got some early offense, and eventually Juice took control against him. Cash tagged in, dropkicked Juice, while White tried to interfere. Joe stopped short of getting dropkicked. Cash pressed Juice above his head and slammed him down to the mat. Dax tagged back in. Fans were just restless for Punk. They wanted Punk in there, and Punk was tagged in by Dax. Cash power slammed Juice off the second rope, and then Punk made the cover for a two-count. And Punk looked good in there, bro. For the little bit that he got in there, he was doing some shit. He did some top rope stuff. He moved around the ring really well. Uh, How did you feel about CM Punk in this match and him moving around after being away for nine months? I thought he passed the test with flying colors. He looked fine. The guy can wrestle. I mean, no one doubts that. I mean, he just had to recover from an injury. He's out there with three other fresh guys. I mean, if he would have gotten hurt or showed any signs of getting hurt in a tag team match, yep. it'd be major concern here, man. Yeah. You know, but he looked good. Um, I think the real test is going to come when he has to go out there solo and carry a load of the match on his own. But we shall see. But he looks good. Looks good, man. Robinson was in the go to sleep. And then uh, Joe tagged himself in after Robinson evaded that. Got a stare down between Joe and Punk crowd. Got fired up, chanting, holy shit. Joe got first shots in with some big shot. I mean, these shots were fucking welcome back, you motherfucker. He gave him those welcome back chops for sure. Uh, Punk tried to do the chop thing, and it wasn't nearly as vicious as uh, Joe doing it to him. So uh, that really got going, and the fans really loved that. Uh, They went to a picture-in-picture. Robinson knocked Harwood down with a big left hand. Uh, Joe was going at it on Dax. Harwood was trying to fight back. He comes back with the German suplex on Juice, who was in there. Wheeler tagged in, ran wild on Juice, finishing with a big power slam for a near fall. Punk tagged back in, hit an assisted elbow drop on Juice. Before tagging back out for another picture-in-picture. We got a lot of picture-in-picture commercial breaks during the main event. I felt like I was watching fucking Raw. So uh, I don't really appreciate that. Maybe they should have took one extra commercial break somewhere in the middle of the show. 
and save this to really uh, get people invested in what they were doing. So Wheel well, of Reason. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jesse. But the, the picture in picture spots, man. They, um, I, I believe that there's a there's a price difference, in 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 what is charged by the you know for the advertisers and stuff like that. Um, but more importantly, it it is supposed to help retain viewers during the break. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I get it. So, I mean, I look commercials are gonna happen either way. So, I guess if we have to get them, I prefer the picture in pictures as opposed to not. Yeah, I guess. But but they they do the picture in picture commercial, and it's, it's picture in picture for like a minute, and then they and then they, 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 they go to a full commercial. <laughs> yeah. So really, is it yeah. really picture in picture? Yeah, that's true. But uh, Wheeler tagged and he went, ran wild on Robinson, finishing with a big catch power slam. Punk tagged himself in, big elbow drop on Robinson before tagging back out for another commercial. Wheeler reached the ropes on Jay White. And Jay White had him in a single leg crab. Joe's team with Bullet Club Gold took it to Wheeler before Punk broke up a cover. Wheeler and White traded chops. This was before White went low, hit a chop block. Wheeler hit a back body drop on Juice. And Punk made a hot tag, ran wild on Bullet Club Gold. Punk hit both White and Robinson with big rising knees before taking them both out with a bulldog clothesline combination, which looked great. Jay White, he, uh, I guess he thumbed Punk in the eye. Uh, he was going to go for a go to sleep with Punk, but White got out, of that, got out of it with a thumb to the eye. Punk hit a big high kick in response before going back to the top rope. Juice swept Punk's leg out from underneath him. Jay White hit a urinage for a near fall. White set up for the Blade Runner. Punk hit the Pepsi twist to escape. FTR tagged back in, hit a power, uh, a big power plex before Punk hit a big diving elbow. Robinson broke up the cover. The power plex, by the way, is that big double team move where Cash comes off the top rope for the big splash. I love that double team move. Very old school by FTR. Robinson broke up the cover, allowing White to tag out to Joe. Joe and Punk traded strikes before White blights, blindsided Punk. Match completely broke down with all six guys going at it. A couple of guys on the outside. Punk and Joe were in the ring alone. Punk hit the rising knee. Joe slipped out of the go to sleep. I don't even know why Punk was attempting to go to sleep on Samoa Joe. I don't even know if that was going to happen or not. Uh, he locked on a coquina clutch to Joe on Punk. Bullet Club tried to hold FTR back. Hardwood was on the ropes. Cash was being held by Juice on the opposite side. Robinson was tagged in. But Hardwood, Hardwood was able to break the submission of the Coquina Clutch as he escaped Jay White. Robinson was in. Punk hit a high kick. FTR hit the Shatter Machine. This led to Punk hitting to go to sleep on Juice, like Jesse alluded to. He was the only one sensible enough to take the pin here. And CM FTR celebrated as Collision went off the air. I thought this was a, a very good main event. This was exactly what AEW needed it to be. Uh, I love the spotlight on CM Punk here. He looked great. FTR teaming with their boy CM Punk felt great. The energy was, you just felt the energy from all six guys, how excited they were, man. It fucking completely bled through the screen here. So happy that Jay White got this spot, man. All, all the Jay White guys uh, and, and females who block me on social media because I call them out for their fucking terrible narrative. Oh, Jay White is buried, man. He was in the yep. fucking main event of the first ever collision with CM Punk. How buried can he be? Bullet buried. Club Gold is going to be doing great things, man. I thought this was a really great main event for a TV debut of Collision. And Punk looked fucking good, man. Happy to see him back. Fucking thrilled that he's back. Yeah, man. Let's see what we get. Let's see what we got planned for this for this return, for this story. Um, 
this is what AEW does best in in in, in regards to um, turning lemons into lemonade as it pertains to story and, and you know blurring the lines and things like that. And what we didn't know is how this was going to play out as far as Punk's narrative when he got a live microphone. And now that we've seen that, I think that gives us a better idea of what we're going to get because we know the Bucks are going to respond in some way or another, even more than what we just got on social media. And I think if there was a serious problem there, we wouldn't be seeing the shade thrown live on television. Yeah, I know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even be discussed. No. It wouldn't be discussed. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting that match, whether it's at All In or All Out, depending on where All Out is going to be. I don't think it's going to be in Chicago. Uh, I, I do think that we, uh, we get this big six-man tag, Adam Page and the Elite versus, or the Bucks, the Elite versus CM FTR at All In. I mean, it only makes sense. And then maybe we get MJF versus CM Punk when that feud is over with. But I, I do think that AEW needs this to happen. I think it needs the energy. I think it needs this match. I think it needs that big story that they've somehow been missing since Punk went away for nine months. They haven't had a story to captivate the audience, bro, since CM Punk and MJF. And I honestly feel like this is it. If they don't do it, then it's a missed opportunity. But I, I do feel with the Easter eggs and the, 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 the nods to what had happened that the all-out media scrum... And the comments and the one-liners and the digs. I think everything just wrapped up into one big present. I mean, it's inevitable that it is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can disagree, you know, with that statement about the um, not having nothing interesting. But the problem is they should because they have plenty of, of guys, girls, and situations that could become big-time storylines. They just haven't been given the opportunity or the, the attention at the time to let things develop, man. So I don't know. I mean, look at Wardlow. Why is Wardlow not a big deal at this point, man? He was completely mishandled over all these, over all these months. So I think, I, th- I think most of it before we get into the super chats, I think, I think most of it was Tony Khan wanting to do things Tony Khan's way. And I honestly think as AEW's roster began to grow and AEW's roster be- started to become uh, 100% healthy again, and we got Collision, and we got these shows now lining up this summer. I, I do feel like Tony Khan eventually, I, I don't know if he made this decision on his own. I, I hope that's the case because, I mean, it was clear as day. I don't know how he didn't see it himself. He might have been coaxed into, into thinking, you know, he can't do this all on his own, Jesse. I feel like, you know, he's surrounded himself with a good team now, I think, with the rumors of Brian Danielson working on creative and punk and... And uh, Ace Steel being back and working on Punk side of creative, I feel like it's going to be a fresh take on what AEW creative can be away from the very uh, all-over-the-place mentality of, of Tony Khan. I know he brought in Will Washington. I don't know how that's going to affect things over on the AEW side of things. But I do feel like he's got more hands in on creative now than he did a year ago, and that can only mean a good thing, man. I, I feel like yeah. it's, it's going to really enhance the product. And I already, I already feel the energy there leading in that direction. I hope that's the case because he can't yeah. do everything himself. He can't. No, no, there, there is burnout. I mean, and no one is, no one is immune to it. So as you're dealing with that, I mean, I know he scrapped dark and everything else, but you still got to deal with dynamite. You still got to deal with ROH. You still got to deal with rampage. And now you have collision. Yeah. And you get the pay-per-views. Don't forget. We got London coming up. Mm-hmm. Don't, I mean, you, you, there's too much. 
We'll see what happens, man. But uh, I feel like uh, after tonight, AEW is headed in the right direction. I know it's the first show. Can't get too excited about it. And I'm excited about it, but uh, I have my reservations. Jesse was correct earlier in the show. You know, it's the first show. They're going to come out swinging. They hit a fucking home run in their first at-bat. And we will see what happens. If they don't hit a home run on next Saturday, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. If they hit a fucking triple or uh, a double, I'll be yeah. fine. But uh, don't expect them to hit home runs every fucking week. No show is a home run every week. None. So, yeah. Even NXT at its heyday, man. NXT in its black and gold phase, it was not a home run every week. But, uh, you know, yeah. you and I watch that show religiously, man. If they do a seven and a half, eight every week, that's fine. You know? It's fine. It's fine, man. Um, do you mind if I cut out of here for the super chats? Yes, you you can go, bro. I will uh, I will bring uh, the venue back to life here. You do you go do what you got to do and enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. And I will uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks for everyone joining us on your Saturday evenings. Catch me on my channel on Thursdays for Impact Live reviews, and I will see you guys. What is today? Saturday. Everybody see in the chat. Wish, yeah, everybody in the chat wish Jesse happy Father's Day before he gets out of here too, man. So. Oh yeah, Father's Day tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Bro. All right, man. Yeah, I'll see you. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll see you on Wednesday. All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, later, bro. Yeah. There you go, guys. Uh, we got uh, Jesse here on a Saturday night. He's gonna go do uh, what Jesse wants on a Saturday night. It's tough, man. It really is tough for um. For people to really cover this show on a Saturday night, but uh, it is what it is, and um, we will uh, we will see what's going on there, man. So I'm going to get the venue back to where it needs to be. Give me uh, give me one second here as I uh, lay things out for you. There you go. Exactly what we see right there, bro. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, had a great time. And we're going to get into these Super Chats in just a second. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications and make sure you guys go and check out all the other content on the channel everything you need is on the homepage man go and check that stuff out we were live for the Smackdown post earlier today if you missed it it is live on the channel right now tonight's show is sponsored by Blue Chew BlueChew.com code JD at checkout make sure you guys Go get your free sample and experience your own personal long-term booking. That's where Blue Chew comes into play, man. It's a unique online service that provides the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets, and it comes at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead and be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Process is very simple, guys. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their online medical providers. And once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No awkward conversations. It's just delivered to you in a very discreet package right to your front door. And they are made in the USA. So if you guys want that extra confidence, man, Blue Chew's going to give it to you. Give it a try. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. Get your free sample. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. And I want to thank, want to thank them for sponsoring the show. 
right here on OTS. Let's get into the Super Chats, guys. I thank you to everybody that has donated tonight. Matt, fugitive with a $5 Super Chat. We're driving from Tacoma to Olympia today. Saw a traffic warning of a collision ahead. Hope it was a good sign. Gotta wait on the West Coast to see. I thought uh, what they did tonight was great, man. Hopefully you enjoy the show if you sit down and watch it tonight. Nate becomes a new member. Nate, thank you so much, brother. What the fuck are you drinking on this Saturday night? Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. Sam Punk needs to realize if it was not for the elite creating AEW, Punk would still be on his couch in Chicago whining and complaining about wrestling. Joseph, I'm going to have to ask you to uh, tone it down, bro. You're being worked, brother. You're being worked. Lord J. Coyle with a $5 Super Chat. Not only did we get the return of Andrade El Idolo, but we got the return of Buddy Murphy, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, quite the... Uh, Quite the mess up there, bro. Easy with a five months in the venue. I enjoyed collision commentary. It was a breath of fresh air. CM Punk is a heel is the best. Still don't trust him. Hopefully he doesn't bury AW twice. OTS for life. Punk being back is a great thing, man. Let's enjoy it while we got it. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 super chat. Will Jesse be purchasing the new AEW CM Punk shirt? I hope so. I hope so. Tony Brown with a $9.99. JD and Jesse, you know what I like. I know what you like, Tony Brown, because I like the same thing. Phil with an I-99. I loved everything about AW Collision tonight. The matches, the atmosphere, the presentation, all of it was perfect. No complaints out of me. Guys, business is about to pick up. OTS for life. You know it, Phil. I thought tonight was a home run for AEW. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Enjoyable show. Collision is off to a good start. Absolutely. Devoted within 11 months in the venue. What an incredible debut for Collision. OTS for life, you guys rock. Thank you for everything. Love and respect. Thank you, Devoted. Cody Snyder with a $10 Super Chat. Hail to the king, baby. He's back. OTS, Chief. I'm getting that Larry shirt. Absolutely, Cody. I think everybody should go out and buy that CM Punk shirt. I think it's great. The Jay Caleb Show. Nine months in the venue. Sound quality was also different and better. Could hear the mat more. Barricades, body impact, announce team sounded live. The feel was awesome. I agree, man. I thought everything was uh, was right. I thought the commentary could be raised just a little bit. AW Mark, 18 months in the venue. What a show. The production was top-notch. Stage looked fire. Felt like a pay-per-view. 
Felt like an AEWA show. Hope this continues. Just wish we had Moro. We love Moro, man, but take nothing away from Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly is fucking great. If you don't know Kevin Kelly's work, you will get used to him. Beyond the Script Podcast with 21 months. Love you, JD. My daughter alienated me from her life. Honestly, if it wasn't for you, the laughs, I'd probably give up on life. Thank you, bro. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Whatever I can do to help you out, man, I'm happy to do it. Kid Revos with $10. JD, what was that song that was playing before your intro song? The guitar and that was insane. It's called uh, After Midnight by Andy James. Thank you, kid. Andy James is a solo guitar player, man. Everything he does is instrumental. I believe he's also a guitarist for Five Finger Death Punch, if I'm not mistaken funny because that music is not the same as the music that he writes individually on his own uh three kings with a 10 months here's another 10 months with my ots family thank you for being here brother much appreciated joseph gonzalez with a 999 tonight's pilot episode was great as i expected hopefully the following weeks can keep up with tonight's episode the next month or two will be the real test for collision There you go. Beyond the script, brother. Hulagrim is uh, telling you he's not. you're not alone, man. He's going through the same thing. You need someone to talk to, brother? You got good people here, man. Believe me. Dom Wapo with a $4.99 banger of a show as a Hispanic. It killed me hearing Kevin Kelly try to pronounce Andrade El Idolo. But he killed it after that. Bro, I had trouble calling uh, Vikingo by his full name last night. I just called him Vikingo or Vikingo. I say Vikingo. I'm a fucking New Yorker. Okay? Vikingo. El hijo del Vikingo. No. Hologram with a $5 super chat. So I heard Punk couldn't move tickets in Chicago. Tonight proved by Phil Brooks's CM Draw. That was a fire promo. Is he heel going forward? Um, not Chicago, but maybe in another city for sure. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting. A very interesting narrative to see develop on TV. Rivals, burgers, and steaks with 28 months. Collision was awesome. Great show. Greatest duo ever, JD and Jesse. Thank you, burgers. Jesse Caro with a 26 months. Love it. I'll catch the review in the morning, but what a show. Glad to see Punk, Miro, Andrade, and holy shit, is that Scorpio Sky? OTS for life. Yes, indeed, man. Scorpio Sky is indeed back. Joseph Taylor, five-hour super chat. So the CM Punk promo was basically him whining about the elite. Joseph Taylor, I'm going to have to ask you to calm down, brother. You are being... Worked. Someone tell Joseph Taylor in the venue that he's being fucking worked, please. Kid Revos with a five-all super shot. I think CM Punk might be laying the groundwork for a heel turn. If so, good. 
CM Punk is great as a heel. A better heel than he is a babyface. Billy, thank you for the 100 bomb from earlier, brother. Appreciate you. Hopefully you enjoyed the show and your whiskey, man. Larry the dog with a 499. Love you, JD. As for Jesse, he calls me ugly, yet I get more action than him. Keep talking nonsense. Watch how Ace Steel and me pull up with the fangs. Larry, we love you, brother. I think you're fucking handsome as fuck, bro. And I don't know why Je Jesse may be jealous that you get lay you get to lay next to April every night, bro. I, I know he's jealous. I think anybody would. Eric Decker for the final super chat. Hey, JD, great show tonight. The set graphics reminded me of WCW Saturday Night with a whole futuristic look. Keep up the amazing work, Chief. Thank you, brother. The apostrophe of the 199. I think Collision will struggle on WWE PLE nights. You know what I'm... Listen. I'm already telling you guys right now. I'm already telling you guys right now. The way it's going to work is that when there's a WWE PLE on a Saturday night, that's what we're going to be watching. After that's over, I'm going to watch Collision. And then I'm going to review Collision the next day. That's what we're going to do. It's just we got to we got to go with the the tides. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, man. Larry the dog with a 499. Matter of fact, Jesse, speak my name again and I'll have Phil bury you like he did Colt Cabana. Man, Larry the dog is fucking uh, vicious tonight, bro. Holy shit. Marco Collin with a 199. Any fan who wanted an apology was soft as fuck. I don't give a fuck if he apologized or not, man. I, I love it. I think it's great. I'm already dead. Thank you for the 100 and 100, brother. 200 tonight. I'm already dead. A VIP in the venue, man. And thank you again. Thank you again to Osakui for a $500 super chat earlier tonight. Who could not be here as he's at the Flash premiere tonight. Gotta love Osakui, man. Edmund Van Buren with a nine months. This show was great. Happy Father's Day to Mr. Shytown Smart. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Edmund. HVJRC with a 199. Fantastic show today. Also, Wardlow looks WWE bound. He should be. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Wardlow, man. Ridiculous. Matthew Malnar with 10 months. 10 months. Hell yeah. Off topic. But what are your thoughts on Fight Forever, and are you getting excited for its release? Yes, I am, Matthew. We will be streaming that on the channel, and we're going to be doing our own uh, quote-unquote AEW uh, universe mode. Cake with a $2 super chat. We as a venue should get Jesse that shirt. You should absolutely. Uh, I urge you guys to donate to Jesse on Thursday so he could go buy that shirt. That is, your, uh, that is your goal this week. That is your homework this week. Donate to Jesse so that he can go buy that shirt. Sure. 
Joseph Taylor, Jesse, you look 30. I can promise you he's not 30 years old, Joseph. Thank you for the $2 super chat. Jeremy Lewis with a $5 super chat. JD and Jesse, not sure if it was mentioned. Any thoughts on the ringside announce table for the show? By the way, I just learned I'm having my second child. Well, congratulations, Jeremy, number one. That is fucking awesome. Number two, uh, I thought the commentary table looked great, man. Very, uh, very WWE-esque with the commentary team. I like the fact that they're out there by ringside. I do. I like that you, I like that you could see them. Very important. Christina Harrell becomes a new member in the venue. Christina, what the fuck are you drinking? Round is on me, Christina. Shane Brown with a six months. Thought the commentary team was perfect for this new show, but Mauro Ronaldo would have been a great addition as well. What do you think? Shane, I love Mauro dearly. Can't complain about Kevin Kelly, though. I thought Kevin Kelly and Nigel did a great job. And I'm very excited to see their growth on Saturday nights. 24 with a 199. He's waiting to take it out in front of MJF. You could be right, brother. You could be right, man. Have at you, Snake, with a $20 super chat. Apparently, Juice Robinson is rock hard. I don't know why. For the life of me, I don't know why he's rock hard. Keep being you, bro. You're one of my favorite persons to listen to about wrestling. You're a real one. Jesse, shout out to you, too. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Nelly, I'm not a father. I'm a uh, fur baby father, but I'm not a father. Well, thank you anyway. Brian Owens with the $2 Super Chat. No message. 24 with a 199. When Sky's coming back, screen lasted a millisecond. I'm sure he'll be debuting soon, but maybe next week. Jorge with a 999. Besides wanting to. Besides wanting CM Punk's direction since he's back, what else are y'all looking forward to for this collision show? Any changes you would make on this show? Felt like old times tonight. I would change nothing. This is this needs to be the vibe of the show moving forward. I thought they nailed it. Twenty-four. Yes, I have kids. One's Bailey. One's Bacardi. One sleeping on my couch. One sleeping by my feet right here next to me. Jorge, thank you, brother. Theme parks and things. With Johnny, eight months. Really love Collision tonight. Hopefully, TK just stays out of the way of creative. I mean, he can have some input, but let Punk and others do their job. TK's always going to make the final decision, man. Eugene Morgan with 10 months. I'm with you on keeping the politics out of wrestling. On that note, I've been here for a year. I used to listen to Salamonster, and I love him. He's great. But OTS is where I need to be. Eugene, that doesn't mean you can stop listening to Salamonster. Or you have to stop listening to Jason. Listen to both of us. Make time for both of us, man. We both have very similar takes, but very different styles. Brian. With five months. Where is Peter Gay more? I don't know. He's crying about Omas somewhere. I have no idea. 
Omega Kong with a $5 super chat. But, but, but JD Rampage had a great intro and they failed. What's that mean for collision, man? Let them hate. Let them yell at their fucking Twitter walls. I don't care. Jedi Joker with a $5 super chat. Special shout out to Golden Boy in the chat. He's the best father a brother could ask for. Love you, bro, and happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to Golden Boy. Omega Con with a $5 super chat. Thank you, brother. But, 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 JDC and Pug didn't apologize to the fans, man. That's what happens. Joey Clemenza with a $5 super chat. AJ, the collision was on fire. On another note, I saw the clip of you calling Vikingo's match last night. Lucky. Excellent job, brother. Hopefully it came across well, man. Hopefully it came across very well. I was very happy with what we did last night. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. I saw somewhere that the money in the bank is going to have a screw job finish with Drew McIntyre winning. Your thoughts? I hope that's, I hope that's false. I really do. That would be awful. He's not even in the match. That would totally be a Vince McMahon call. Mike FPS with a new membership and a $2 super chat. Thank you, bro. And 24 with a 199. TNT title is the ugliest and worst book title belt in wrestling. I don't think it's ugly. It may be the worst book title in wrestling for sure, yes. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with it. Anyway, guys, uh, I think that is uh, that is it. That's it, right? No more. We're closing up? Okay. Last call, guys. Last call in the bar. Got to get out of here, man. Go enjoy your Saturday nights. I appreciate you guys very much. I got to get in the Mustang and get the fuck out of here, man. I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my Saturday night. I may uh, reorganize and clean my kitchen. I have no fucking clue what I'm going to do. Some life I live, huh? Anyway, guys, what a stream. What a night. AEW Collision hit a home run tonight. Glad you guys enjoyed the show. Appreciate you hanging out on your Saturday nights with me and Jesse. Don't know what we're doing, man, but uh, whatever it is, if there's news, I'll do something tomorrow early in the day. Get you guys an upload for tomorrow. If you don't see me tomorrow, enjoy your Father's Day. Rest, relax. Take it easy. Enjoy your days. And then you'll see me on Monday. Brand new week of content lined up for you as we head into Money in the Bank. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Continue to turn that bell on. Hit that thumbs up. Go check out the other videos on the channel as well. Plenty of content for you if you missed anything. And go and check out Blue Chew, man. Blue Chew, my sponsor for tonight's show. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout for your free sample. Until... 
The next time you see me, guys, I will see you all back in the sub boxes, possibly tomorrow. If not, I'll see you live right here from the beer garden on Monday night for the Raw post show right here on OTS. I will see you guys later, man. I don't even know why I come here.